And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Act three, bunny! Act three! Act three! Yes, bunny, my friend, who is more than brother to me, I embrace thee. Really like this graphic for uh, Act Three. We're at the fair having fun. Yeah, yeah. Love that. Love that. And I could change. Anyway, out, I could change out the poster, and it just seemed to make some sense. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to casually stroll on in to the third and final act of the show. And it is said third act wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low fat, high in fiber and now available without a prescription movie of the week. And this week, we embrace the bad with the 1987 bad movie hard ticket to hawaii yes which makes no fucking sense at all no period whatsoever uh paste magazine called this film the best b movie of all time really this is a beloved film for bad movie lovers. Bad movie lovers love this film. Uh, okay. So I, 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 I can see it. I can see it. I, I, I'm not going to challenge that at all. Let me hit people. Let me hit the people with uh, proof of concept. Uh, this is our 299th episode of this podcast. So next week is a really big episode for us. And so on our road to our big episode i wanted some different positive vibes i didn't want to watch just good movies but watch movies where we would have fun so we watched nobody which was a fucking blast yes it was that was a fun ass film uh we watched money plane which was a piece of shit that i love (laughs) i love that that piece of shit it has value it has value. Do you know who the fuck you're talking to? I am Darius Emmanuel Grouch the Third. Now bring me that money plane. <laughs> and now this week, hard ticket to Hawaii. One of yes. the best worst films out there. And I said this earlier in the podcast. I'm going to say it again. Uh, I follow a lot of uh, bad movie lovers on Twitter. And one of them said in a discussion about bad movies, B movies, grindhouse movies, late night Cinemax type movies that um, tits in 10 minutes or I'm turning it off is a a category for a certain type of film that this week's movie most definitely is. 
Uh, so like that stuck in my mind and I'm like, oh, it's in 10 minutes or I'm turning it off. I've never heard that before. I'm going to remember that. So when we did hard ticket to Hawaii, I knew that there were, uh, playboy bunnies in it and penthouse pets and that sort of thing. So I'm like, this seems like it would be a tits in 10 minutes film. I'm going to suspect it. They were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they absolutely were. So uh, so I, I I paid attention. I'm like, I'm going to clock this and see if it's a tits in 10 minutes film. No, this is a tits in under two minutes film, yes. which is difficult to do to show boobs in the first two minutes. You got to really want it. You know, for that. This film gave me Miami Connection vibes. Yeah. Which is a film we did a long time ago that I haven't thought of for a while. <laughs> but this, this movie did feel like, oh, our band has to go stop the motorcycle ninjas. Yeah. Sort of a Miami Connection vibe plus this is the cheapest credits around what did these but credits I did, but i did appreciate it i did appreciate i thought it was a rather inventive method yeah of yeah. doing the credits on yeah. the cheap i mean some thought and effort still went in yeah 100 percent and it was, and then when you get to the end credits, it's like that's obviously the exact same crate from the opening, but they just slapped the end on it. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is one of those movies, and I'm looking at the screen here that you have up on the Facebook. And if you're listening to this on your favorite uh, podcasting device, probably Stitcher, which as everyone knows is taking the world by storm. Uh-huh. Uh, we we stream this live on the Facebook for as long as it will stay up and before uh, Facebook decides to take us down because we're too edgy. Yes, exactly. We're too much for the Zuckerberg. Looking at the poster that you have up between the both of us on Facebook, this is definitely one of those movies where the poster is instantly better than the film. Yes. Because looking at this poster, I'm like, oh, my God, they made a live action G.I. Joe. But like, oh, this movie is shit. But it's fun shit. It is a fun, shitty film. Bunny. Yes. You're so good at explaining plots. You're like the Michael Jordan of plot explanations. And I just want to say that I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I see you. And I hope that when you think of me, when you think of Steve, uh, you feel held by me and that I feel like home to you. Yes. So uh, could you hit us with the plot of this week's film, Bunny? I'll give it a shot. (laughs) Don't forget the contaminated snake. It seems to me that 
they're these they're they're these two voluptuous women who yes. are like secret agents along with uh a couple of two three dudes i forget uh and they are like stationed on hawaii or something and there are bad guys yeah. and bad guys have diamonds the smallest fucking diamonds in the goddamn world. Yes. They're like and Skittles. They're Tic Tacs. Fucking ridiculous. And they are transporting the diamonds via remote control helicopter to God knows where. And it lands in front of the girls, and the door on the helicopter opens, and they take out the contents, and these it's these diamonds, and they keep the diamonds. Yeah. So right here in the movie, I am in a morally ambiguous position. Okay? Because just because they're bad guys does not mean they don't own these diamonds. True. True. I thought you were going to wreck it, Ralph, me. Just because you are a bad guy doesn't mean you are a bad guy. <laughs> so they basically stole these guys' diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. And they get pissed off about it. And they come after our heroes uh I, I mean i'm not sure anymore if these are actually heroes but anyway uh so bad guys do bad things good guys do bad things um and good guys keep diamonds a and there's a snake <laughs> okay. A contaminated snake. That is the movie. A contaminated snake. Contaminated by radioactive rat isotopes or something like that? Um, let me tell you how that snake was contaminated. It strayed from the teachings of Snake Jesus. <laughs> snake jesus hissed for our sins the so. snake was a ridiculous looking animal <clears throat> and was such a subplot that the snake appeared about as often as the gopher in caddyshack Okay, yeah. And it very yeah. much had a gopher in Caddyshack feel. You yeah. Know? It looked about as real as the gopher from Caddyshack. Yeah. Okay, um, let me try and explain some of this for you. <clears throat> so, this is an Andy Sedaris film. Andy 
Sedaris. No right. relationship to author David Sedaris or to actress Amy Sedaris. This is an Andy Sedaris film. Andy Sedaris cranked out cheap action movies from 1985 to 1998. And this man knew what type of movies he was making because he called his films BBB, which stood for bullets, bombs, and babes. Yeah. And the weird thing is, is that all of the movies that he made, he made like 12 films. They're all in a shared universe. Really? So, so the two blondes in this film were in the previous film. Okay. And so the film after this, one of the blondes also appears in that. So it's like this weird Andy Sedaris verse. Yeah. And so, yeah, Andy Sedaris had this rotating cast of whoever he could afford at the time and a lot of Playboy models and penthouse pets. Uh, yeah, both of the two interchangeable blondes in this were both in Playboy. And so, yeah, it's it's the 90s. It's 1 a.m. And you're changing the channel. And suddenly you, you're changing the channel on your cable box and it's like 1997 and suddenly you see Julie Strain and or Sybil Danning shooting machine guns. Congratulations. You're now watching your first Andy Sedaris film. Yes. Here's another one. If you're at your local mom and pop video rental place in 1991 and you're looking at all the box art waiting for something to grab you and suddenly you find yourself thinking, gee, I didn't know Eric Estrada and Pat Morita made an action film together. Congratulations. <laughs> you're about to rent your first Andy Sedaris film. Nice. Uh. Yeah, if you're watching a movie late at night on cable TV and there are two nearly identical, interchangeable, half-naked blondes taking a shower and being in, in peril, congratulations. You have entered the world of Andy Sedaris. Yes. What are we going to do about these diamonds? I don't know. Maybe we should think about it in the jacuzzi. Yes. I do my best thinking there. Actual line. Yeah. Actual line from this movie. That's an actual line in the movie. Yeah. Oh man, I I I knew, I knew there. You know, well, I knew before there, but that sunk it. I I swear to save time, to save time and cut to the chase. The two blondes in Hard Ticket to Hawaii should have just done a Doctor Seuss. And just had shirts that said thing one and thing two. Yes. That way, there you go. And also, and, and, and yeah, yeah. And they're, they're trying to escape the contaminated snake. And this is how you contaminate a snake. Number one, you make it smoke marijuana because that's a gateway drug. Yes. You smoke marijuana once. Next thing you know, you are doing crack in the streets. Yes. With the wrong crowd of snakes. 
<laughs> you stray from the teachings of Snake Jesus. This film is set in Hawaii, and here are some fun facts about Hawaii. Number one, if you're looking for something to do in Hawaii, take a scenic aerial tour of the island. Not only is it fun and inexpensive, but the pilots dress like fucking strippers. So that's a fun extra, you know, a, a perk. Yes. But number two, do not mess with those pilots because they carry ninja stars in their cowboy boots. Yes. There's just there's just ninja star just in case you get attacked in the air. We'll see. All Hawaiian pilots carry ninja stars in their cowboy boots. That's... So you can stab the, the overweight guy who sang over the rainbow. See, that's the thing about this movie that really caught me. Okay? Yeah. I, I mean, first off, that? money was spent on this movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There were effects and there were stunts. They may not have been the best. You know? But they did some relatively cool things throughout the movie. Yeah. Yet I was always sitting there wondering why they did that cool thing. Yeah. You know? Like the whole movie like, okay, great. Bad guys have diamonds. Why are you choosing to transport them in a remote control helicopter? This is the way we've always done it. It's always worked. I mean, and it was kind of cool to see. Yeah. But it did not make any sense. Why not was she suddenly in a hand in a hang glider dropping grenades on people? Again, really cool scene. It's fun watching hand grenades drop from a hang glider. Yeah. But how she got there, why she's there, or anything else, I have no idea. Why? Why did they suddenly have a blow-up doll in the car when they did not have a blow-up doll there before? Funny. You know what? You don't know a lot about the world of... um, professional hitmen <laughs> like I do um, let me tell you what separates the men hitmen from the boy hitmen the serious professional hitmen all have two things skateboard and blow up doll why the blow up doll because it hides the gun yes brilliant yes brilliant you ever played the game Hitman? Has a lot of blow-up dolls. Like, like, like you're yeah. not afraid enough of the weird-ass motherfucker behind you with a blow-up doll. Yeah. Yeah. Amy Sedaris is the raping TV director. Andy. I keep saying Amy Sedaris. Andy Sedaris is the TV director. I did laugh at his line where he's like, I don't care about your body. I don't care about any of that. And then the big boobed 
waitress comes, can I catch you anything? And he just stares and goes, give me a pair of coffee. Yeah. Yeah, that was the director. With a cocky and cameo. Yeah, that was him. And I was, I laughed out loud, shocked at the black guy's line when he's being interviewed. Yeah. Because there's, there's this weird subplot with like sports and a TV people are there. And one of the TV guys is, they call him JJ, which apparently stands for Jimmy John's, but I didn't see any tasty ass sandwiches in this movie. No. You have a character named Jimmy John's. You better be toasting bread. So I was well, upset about it. It seems like it seemed to me like the announcer guy, the sports interviewer, was a part of this organization that the two I... blonde girls and the two karate guys are. Like they're all part of this. You know, and, and and the girls are like the Charlie's Angels unit. They even use the speakerphone. I don't scene. know if he's part of it or not, but it does seem like he's sometimes there with the rest of the group. Yeah. Jimmy John. So I don't know. But this is a sort of semi-sequel to the last Andy Sedaris film, which was called Lost My Spot, Malibu Express, which came out two years before. There's a scene in the interchangeable blonde's house slash bungalow slash made out of cardboard and easy to run a motorcycle through. Yeah. And there's a poster for Malibu Express. And so they play it off as saying, oh, man, I miss whoever starred in that film because he left to go to Hollywood. And so the movie, so they have the poster for the last movie in this movie, which is a bold move. Yeah, it's like. It's like having a poster for Caddyshack in Caddyshack 2. Yes. Like, why would you? Why would you do this? So that is confusing. <laughs> um, but there's one thing that I loved about this movie, and I wanted to take a moment to discuss it with you, Bonnie, and with everybody. A small aside, if you will. Okay. Put a pin on. Put a pin on this film. We use a lot of pins in this podcast. Yes. Okay. So, um. One of the best parts about this film is when the two interchangeable blondes, thing one and thing two, take a couple on a scenic aerial tour of the islands. And that's when they play the love theme from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Yeah. Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And I just miss the 1980s and slightly 1990s trend of some musician being picked at random to write an R&B slash adult contemporary song that shares the title of the film. Yes. Like, hard ticket to Hawaii. Like, I wish they still did that. I'm sure that Billy Ocean and Peebo Bryson would appreciate the work. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So um, I started thinking about that. Yes. And I was like, oh, well, what could we do now? So I came up with some. The first one is the worst, and then I think it gets progressively better. But I came up with some songs. Okay. That should be in popular recent films. And I just want to run some by you. Here's the first one. Oh, baby, my love for you. It's as strong as two monsters hate each other. Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. My love for you's as strong as Godzilla versus Kong. I think there's that's good. I think well, I, I, I agree. I, I I miss that. I miss I miss that the theme from the James Bond movie would wind up being number one on the charts. Yeah. I yeah. like that the theme from Welcome Back Hotter became number oh. one on the fucking music charts. Oh. You know? oh, back in the day when a TV show had a theme song that was also fucking good. Welcome Back Hotter, and then also look at what's happening to me. <laughs> I can't believe it myself. Great ass song. Yes. Well, I've got a few others. This one I'm really proud of. I wish that I could turn back time so I could fall in love with you again. I wish I could turn back time like Tenet. <laughs> I'm going to Tenet your heart. I'm going to Tenet your heart. I'm going to turn back time and fall in love like Tenet. So just Love theme from Tenet. <laughs> and then I was thinking, I need to write a song that Bunny will like. Not yes. let's let's forget this whole a pre let's let's forget this whole audience. Uh I just want to focus on Bunny. So I so I I came up with uh oh baby, I love you. Oh, baby, I'd do anything for you. Let's make a film, a Serbian film. <laughs> Let's make Serbian film together. Love theme to a Serbian film. Yes. Number one on the charts. Yes. Really proud of that. Okay, so I've got two more. Has to have the word baby in the lyrics a lot more, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got two more. I'm really proud of this one. Oh, nothing bad will happen in this hostel. We are, <laughs> we'll never die. Let's party in this hostel, baby. Nothing bad will happen in this hostel. Let's drink some beer and fuck those ladies. And everything is great inside this hostel. Really proud of that one. This one, of course, is my favorite. The last one is my favorite one. The sun is bright. The sky is blue. I'm going to put you inside of a bear and set fire to you. Oh, <laughs> Omar. 
Midsommar. Let's hang out with Tubjorn. It's Midsommar. Midsommar. She's so reason. It's Midsommar. So I think we need backup singers. Yeah, no, we need backup singers. We need black female backup singers and a lot of fucking synthesizer. Yeah. Too much synthesizer, but we've got some number one hit songs on our hand here. Yes, we do. Some hit ass songs (laughs) that I am really proud of. Um... This this is is only vaguely related. So I've been trying to collect some bad movies because we've been having fun with some fun bad movies and some really good movies. And then next week we're we are once again uh, doing an Ed Wood film. But then after that, we're gonna pay for all of our happiness with some pretty shitty movies. Yes. Not next week, but the week after that, and the week after that, and the week after that. I've, I've been scouring the planet for some really bad movies. So I was downloading some bad movies and I found um, the Turkish film Karate Girl. Uh Uh-oh. Which ends with the worst uh, bad guy death ever. And this girl shoots the guy and it's just... And then she shoots him again. And it goes on for over a minute. Yes. Of just this guy getting shot. And so I cut that and I put it on Twitter and I put the greatest cinematic death scene in the history of mankind. And, um, okay. So I, last night I put that on Twitter and I thought, oh, some people will dig it. This will be funny. Um, my phone has been going off nonstop since then. So let's see. The video's been seen 3,000 times. Okay. The tweet has been seen 12,000 times. And my phone has just been going off since last night. And, um, but here's what I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm, Again, this is why people really should watch on Facebook. I'm going to show... Wait, 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 wait. Twitter and everything is going off. Why? Oh, because people love this. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so... So I shared this this video on Twitter, and, and the likes... The likes just kept coming and, and people kept sharing it and retweeting it and people loved it. But then it started getting racist because somebody said, why do you look so much like the guy who's being shot? And it's like, it's, and, and it just upsets me because I have throughout my entire life been racially ambiguous. Yes. I don't outwardly look Latino. A lot of people assume I'm Latino. Numerous times here in Oklahoma, I go to the store and somebody goes, hey, what tribe are you? And I'm like, no, thanks. I'm, I'm not. I'm Mexican. Thank you. I'm Latino. Thank you for point, for making sure everybody knows that. 
<laughs> and, and and I had a mom who would bring her kids to story time and watch every story time. And she never missed a story time. And she brought all of her kids and they were always at every story time until I mentioned I was Latino and she was heartbroken that I wasn't Korean. Oh, and she, I can't believe you're not Korean. I thought this whole time, I thought you were Korean. I'm blown away. And then I never saw her or her kids again. That is weird. Yeah. And then my freshman year of high school, I go to journalism class and I'm sitting in the back and there's this like six foot two skinny gay black a senior and he's sitting in the front row and the teacher's just talking and talking and said okay so that's all of what I have does anyone have any questions and the gay skinny black teen raises his hand and the teacher says yes what's your question and he stands up turns around looks directly at me and says what race are you oh god and I go oh I'm Mexican and he goes Thank you. Turns around, looks at the teacher and says, no further questions. And sits down. And that was the first time that I was ever like, people don't know my race. Okay. (laughs) But it's upsetting to me. And I've just been, I've been thinking about that nonstop since last night that apparently people see me and don't automatically know what my race is. And so like, oh, I need to classify you. (laughs) Apparently now I can add Turkish to the list of races people think I am. Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm a Benetton ad. So <laughs> that's really exciting. I just wanted to add that. Anyway, Hawaii is a really nice place to visit, but not a good place to live on account of all the rocket launch. All of the 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 rocket launcher, gender reveal uh, parties, gender reveal parties. That's right. And then and then uh, and then the fact that one of the bad guys is uh, uh, in drag, spying on the girls. And, and that I was upsetting. Swear that he was the same guy from General Hospital. Who would probably be desperate for another paycheck now? Like he was the left-handed boy. If you remember yeah. back in the Luke and Laura days. Yes, my mom was very much into Luke and Laura. I I I, I back think in it the might have been him. I haven't looked it up, but I suspect. Maybe. Anyway, hard this tickets movie, to Hawaii. Again, this movie is like they sat down. They thought of a string of cool things to do and tried to write a story around that. Yeah, pretty much. Again, him driving a motorcycle out of the back of the van and speeding down the road, it's cool. I have no idea why he did that. And then driving it... it cool. And then driving it through the wall of someone's house so he can destroy a snake who's already been shot like three times in the mouth. Yeah. Shooting the snake with a rocket launcher. Yes. 
Yeah, they came up with the stunts they could afford first. Yeah, and decided to write a script around it. Yes, which is really what makes it different. That, that, that makes it makes it. I forget ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, this is an absolutely ridiculous film, and I kind of love it. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would watch it again if the situation presents itself somehow. Yeah. Like if I really need to show some somebody something bad. Yeah. Yeah, this will do. Yeah, it, 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 if if you're just like uh, getting high, getting drunk, and it's late at night, it's like, hey, you should put on a movie. And the first thing you have to say is, hey, have you seen Money Plane? And when they say yes, that's when you hit them with, okay, then hard ticket to Hawaii. Yeah, that's what you do. This is, yeah, so by this, the time you get to, and even probably before this, by the time you get to, you flush the toilet, it explodes, and a snake erupts out of it, you're like, yeah, okay. I, you're either going yeah. with that or you're not. <laughs> yep, that tracks for this film. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my hands are deadly weapons. <laughs> That's another line in the movie. Yeah. Someone wrote that. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Dumb oh, fun. And the, and the acting. The acting was just horrible. All the there was acting this movie. In- really could have used Kelsey Grammer. You know? Oh, Darius Emmanuel Crouch the Third, also known as The Rumble. I yeah. Mean, a, this really could have gone for a Kelsey Grammer. Even an yeah. This was clearly a bunch of people just waiting to deliver their line. And yeah. not actually yeah. acting. You know, like, oh, I stand here until I say this and then I stand here with with yeah. barely a thought of saying it in a way that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. 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 A lot of fun. Yeah. Dumb, stupid fun. Again, a snake erupted from the... I think the snake was the best actor in this movie. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, the snake was the the best actor in the film. Yeah. The snake should have won a Golden Scale Award. I was curious to see... I was curious to see who was in this movie before I watched it, so I looked it up. And I was amazed that absolutely nobody, absolutely nobody nobody was in this movie. Yeah, except for one Playboy Playmate of the Month. At least one. There might be two. But the bigger breasted uh, interchangeable blonde 
I believe her name was Donna. She was a Playboy Playmate of the Month in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. No Julie Strain, but manageable. She is in most of these movies. In <laughs> the Darius verse. Yes. But the, yeah, the, I like it. the pantomime Landers sisters. Yes, yes, that's very good. That's very good. I like that. Hard ticket to Hawaii. So that was hard ticket to Hawaii. It was a lot of fun. It's it's shit, but it's fun shit. It's fun shit. I mean, again, a snake erupts from an exploding toilet. That's worth it alone. Yeah, that's 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 worth the price of admission alone. So, uh, so that's all we've got for this week. Next week, uh, we are doing the Ed Wood-ish film. I woke up early the day I died. This is a film that was uh, uh, that stars Billy Zane. And the greatest cast ever. Really? Okay. Yes. Um, think of someone from the early 90s, and there's a good chance they are in this film. Okay. It is surprising how many people... Oh, and also, there's no dialogue in this entire film. Really? Okay. Yes. This was a script that Ed Wood wrote before his death and it was never made into a film and then after Titanic Billy Zane wanted something different so he decided to star in this unfilmed Ed Wood movie. There's no dialogue and it's it originally was called I Awoke Early the Day I Died. So uh, Billy it, it, let me think of just some of the names in this. Billy Zane, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, John Ritter, Myla Nermy, Eartha Kitt, Sandra Bernhardt. Uh, wow. That is just an eighth of this cast. It is insane how many people are in this movie, and Billy Zane looks more like Ed Wood than Johnny Depp looked like Ed Wood in the movie Ed Wood. Cool. That's the best part about this film. And there's no dialogue. It was released in Europe a very small amount and then by the time it was ready to be released in America the company went out of business and so now the only this movie only exists as like bootlegs or uh, was released on VHS in Germany so uh, it's difficult to track down but I got a copy I put it on your on the shared cough cough that we share and that's what we're doing next week for our big episode this is episode 299 i would like to take this time to say so next week is a big episode for us and we're doing the uh unreleased ed wood film i woke up early the day i died uh very excited to be discussing this film uh it has the best opening theme song ever i have been listening to this song nonstop since 2004 
It's called Jesus, I Was Evil. And it's by this amazing artist who uh, committed suicide shortly after this film came out. But I love this song. It is so good. Yes. And really excited to be discussing I Woke Up Early the Day I Died. That is next week. Also, um, we're going to have a special guest podcaster next week. Okay. We'll be sharing a bit of his uh, fan fiction. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say who it is, but I'll give you a hint. His name rhymes with Schmaxwell. Okay. Yes, you'll never guess who. Plus, we're going to be looking back at our last hundred episodes. <laughs> yes. Uh, which I'm really excited about. Um, if you, Bunny, can come up with some of your favorite uh, moments be that happened between episode 300 and episode 400, maybe we can have some I, dueling lists. That would be fun. I, I, I will work on it. Okay. Okay. But that's next week. Be sure and join us next week. Now, But now that I'm looking back at this week, oh, man, the highs and the lows, the ups, the downs the titanic gender re reveal parties garfield uh, uh fritos fritos uh midsomar midsomar i got to say uh, uh i think this has been a good episode of the podcast pretty good somewhat Enjoyable. This has been a damn good episode. Good. I feel the same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes because you're sort of you're the person who makes that distinction and not me. But yes, I I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Steve, and on behalf of uh, Maxwell, Eleanor, Natasha, Amber, and everybody else in this household, I would just like to say thank you for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And cookies and cream. And cookies and cream? Yeah. And Friday night pumpkin fans and also poop. Would you find the cookie? And and fun fact: the game Friday Night Funkin was was originally Parappa the Rapper. Parappa the Rapper. I love that game. Do 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 Nice. Cut and print. Cut and print.